the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Prosecutors say a man wielding a knife has attacked residents venturing out to shop in a town under lockdown. South of the French city of Lyon, two people were killed and several others wounded. The Anti-Terrorism Prosecutor's Office told the Associated Press the attack took place at about 11 a.m. local time at a commercial district. The alleged attacker was arrested by police nearby. They refused to release the man's name, but they say that he claims to uh, be from Sudan. They have yet to determine whether the attack was actually terrorism-related. President Trump encouraging people to follow the advice of top health experts. Meanwhile, some grim news about the spread of coronavirus in Los Angeles. Even as we slow the rate of growth, the cases are still growing and will continue to be hundreds and hundreds. That word yesterday from Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti. And this is SRN News. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. Whether you're just getting started in the world of digital marketing or already have a plan that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. And face it, in 2020, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations. Total market saturation for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking relief factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects. And I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking relief factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. States are competing against states. Shameful. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Shut it down. Screw your P&L. America will pay you more not to work than work. This is a wartime issue, and a wartime mobilization is what's needed. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. This is the time for all Americans to come together and do our part. We have the greatest economy in the world. We have the greatest economy in the history of our country. I think in the end we'll be stronger for it. When will then be now? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Now, here's King Banyan. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Um, Hoping this is still connected. Uh, It looks like it is. Good. 
Um, let's just try that all over again. I'll tell you what. Let's just let's just do the record scratch sound, and we're just going to pretend like nothing got said in the last hour. Um, I will suggest to the station that there's no need for you to um, put up that as a best as a best of or anything ever. But this is Job Saturday, and we're going to just do Job Saturday like we always do Job Saturday, and we will. We will just pretend like nothing I said in the last hour you heard. You probably got snips here and there as we fought the technology. We've completely reset everything up here. Uh, we're doing this in an entirely different way than I mean, in a way that I've never seen us do it before. So let's pretend. Let's let's pretend. Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. Welcome. Seven hundred one thousand jobs lost in the jobs report reported yesterday. 4.4% unemployment rate. And what I'm going to tell you is both those numbers are wrong. And one of the ways we're going to talk about it being wrong, we actually did uh, during that hour that didn't really happen, uh, play a little bit of our show last week with uh, with Dr. John Spry, uh, professor at uh, St. Thomas, University of St. Thomas. And one of the things we talked about was just just the basic uh, model uncertainty that happens in, in these data. And I want to talk about them in a very, in a very specific way. Two things. Everyone that listens to the show knows that there are two surveys, not one. There's a survey of households and there's a survey of businesses. Here's what you need to know about those. Both of them use a single date of reference, and, and that date is the 12th of the month. So you actually are measuring the number of people who are unemployed in the week that includes the 12th of the month, which in March was March 9th to March 13th, or 14th was a Saturday. So that's on the one hand. And you're making all your phone calls and you're telling your callers, please contact all of, all, all these 60,000 people I want you to reach within this week. So that's fine. That's on the one hand. On the other hand, in the, in the payroll survey, which gives us the 701,000 jobs lost, that number measures the number of people who are the number of people who are on payrolls between the in the in the pay period that includes the twelfth of the month month. I'm sorry, let me say that again. Okay. The payroll number measures the number of people who are on the payroll during the pay period that includes the twelfth of the month, not the week, the pay period. Because businesses all have all kinds of different pay periods. They can be a week. They can be every two weeks. They can be semi-monthly. They can be they can they, they can be bi-weekly. They can be semi-monthly. They can be monthly. So, whatever includes the twelfth is there. So, some of the unemployment that happened in the following week, as the stay-at-home orders, the shelter-in-place orders, were being put into place by governors around the country. A lot of them happen in that, not just in the reference week, but actually I, my view is more of them happen. You can look at, look at a chart and see that more of them happen in the, week, in, in the week after the 12th, in that following week. So most of us thought those numbers would not pick up much of this, but they did. And indeed, within the measurement of, of the unemployment rate, we have a passage that I'm going to read to you because they put in coronavirus COVID-19 impact on March, on March 2020 establishment and household survey data. So let me read this to you. Okay. I'm, going to, I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you the, the, the piece. In the household survey, individuals are classified as employed, unemployment, unemployed, or not in the labor force on their, on, based on their answers to a series of questions about their activities during the survey reference week. You know that part. Workers who indicate they were not working during the entire survey reference week and expect to be recalled to their jobs should be classified as unemployed on temporary layoff. In March 2020, there was an extremely large increase in the number of persons classified as unemployed on temporary layoff. Indeed, if you, if you look at the data, 
if you look at the data, the number of people who were unemployed on temporary layoff uh, went up by 1.2 million persons to 7.1 million persons. So 25% increase in the number of people who said they were on temporary layoff at that time. Continuing. However, there was also a large increase in the number of workers who were classified as employed but absent from work. So think about two different people, two different situations. Here's rest, here's here's Joe's and Jane's restaurant. Joe's restaurant sees the stay-at-home order and tells their people, you know, let's imagine this is New York or Washington or California. They go to their they go to their servers and they say you're you're laid off. You can claim unemployment insurance. Um, and in some states, they they said you don't have to wait the two week waiting period. You just claim it right now. And they send them out. They say I'm laid off. I need a check, and off they go. Those people will be classified as on temporary layoff because the employer, okay, Joe's place says Joe says to the server. I will have you back as soon as the government allows me to reopen the restaurant. Pray God. All right. That's one. You classify them that way. At Jane's restaurant, Jane says to their workers, I'm going to continue to pay you, but don't come into work. I want you to stay home because we can't operate right now. If I can find something for you to do, from home, I will have you do that because you're being paid by me, but otherwise you're not working. When the, when the, when the household survey calls that person, they're going to say, I'm not at work right now. It's because of coronavirus, but my employer says I can come back and my employer's writing me a check. Right now. Joe's server and Jane's server may be getting the same exact amount of money in both being at home, but one of them's being called on temporary layoff, the other one's being called employed but absent from work. It turns out in the March numbers, those two groups are almost identical size. So that means that according to BLS, it may be that the true unemployment rate that would have included those people could be as high as 5.5% rather than 4.4%. It, it could be in the low to mid fives. And they, they say, and I thought this was marvelous of BLS to sort of put this out there and say, look, there might be a problem. We think there's a problem with how the data got collected, we told, this, we told the interviewers this information late. Anyone that's ever worked in doing polling research knows you spend a fair amount of time training your, your callers on how to ask the questions so you can get, get the responses coded correctly. This one they kind of did, they had to do fast. Doesn't mean they did it poorly. Doesn't mean they shouldn't have done it. In fact, I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they went through and looked at their data. I think BLS did everything right, even though the data they got back is probably a little dirty from the fact that they had to they had to adjust the survey to pick up this this thing that they're probably not going to do, you know, more than a one or two more times before they before they uh, stop. Right. So what do we what do we know from that then? We know that there are people who are, 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 are out there, they're counted as employed, but they're in fact staying at home and being paid by their employer. They might in fact be, be drawing, you know, PTO. They might be in fact, because if somebody's drawing PTO, they're not, they're not unemployed. They might be drawing sick leave, not counted as unemployed. But if they're drawing, if they're drawing an unemployment insurance check, they're counted as temporary layoff. We know, we know that on Thursday, the government announced 6.6 .6 million people with initial claims for unemployment in the last week of March. So we know things are going to look really, really, really bad when we get the April number 
in, in the first week of May. But we won't know that number for a few weeks. But what we know is we're probably starting with a base that probably, once they work out this coding issue, probably looks more like 5.4% or five, it's somewhere in the low fives than the 4.4% number that was reported. Okay? So the 4.4 number to me was that's better than I thought it was going to be. My reaction was, boy, that seems that seems low. It seems like it should have jumped more than that. Even though I understood that 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 they were doing it during the reference, I just said, you know what? You're going to let a lot of restaurant workers. You're going to put a lot of them out of out of work at that particular moment. And that, in fact, is that in fact appears to be what happened. We learned that from the employment the establishment survey. Okay, uh, the the payroll survey, which showed four hundred eleven thousand jobs shed in the in the restaurant and bar industry and sector. So let's let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll dig in a little more into what was inside those numbers that might have changed as well over this period. We'll be right back. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today, or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob or Jake or visit our website at PJsApplianceOutlet.com. That's PJsApplianceOutlet.com where every deal is a steal. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. I'm Staff Steven. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, Business fourteen forty. Well, I can tell you one thing about using this. I'm actually I'm actually doing this off a pair of AirPod Pros right this second, and uh, and these were never meant to be used for a radio program, but 
but we're gonna we're gonna try we're, we'll try to make this work we sounds like the sounds pretty darn good we we might actually try to invest in a different set of headphones if if it turns out the beautiful microphone i've used for so many years doesn't work with my mac equipment here there are a couple ways we could we can go with this um anyway six five one two eight nine four four seven seven because we got the air feed running i can also I can also take a call and hear you as well. 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions, comments, and concerns. Um, you know, Don asked a good question using Twitter at pound KBRS, uh, King Banyan Radio Show, pound KBRS. And that question being, well, why did you? Why did they change it on the fly like that? Why, If it's going to create additional noise in the data? And the answer is... And the answer is, I think they can go back and fix it, first of all. They do not have to use, they do not have to report the 4.4 number, the 5.3 number. But but they actually have been very, very clear about this. They report the number that they collected based on what they use. They do not, they do not, they try hard not to use judgment. Now, they use some judgment in trying to change the questions they asked. That, okay, my, that's my response to the, to BLS is, well, if you wanted to make sure the data was be collected the same way, the same the same way every time, then you wouldn't have added questions to the survey to check on coronavirus. But it sounds like you did ask, did add add questions. So you've already put one finger on the scale. The difference between one and two fingers uh, is just not as great as between zero and one. So that's one thing you could say is 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 they shouldn't have done that. Uh, but I would I I would say you can look. You can you you can look at that number and say it's you can look at that number and say it should have been higher than it was. And the reason I say that is because the establishment number at seven oh one was way outside of everybody's forecast. I don't think there was anybody out there even at five hundred thousand jobs lost. Because again, it's the twelfth of the month. But the thing you have to remember is is the reference week when it's placed to the establishment survey is asking you about the payroll as it existed at as the number of people on your payroll in the pay period that includes the 12th of the month. And so different firms have different pay periods, monthly, biweekly, weekly, semi-monthly. There may even be others I can think of, but there's four off the top of my head. There are four different, right? And so some of them will incorporate the following week and some of them won't. And because of that, there's 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 going to be noise in that data too. But that, that noise has always been there. That didn't change very much. But I think one thing that people forgot in this was they act like the payroll survey could only measure things that were happening in that week of the 9th to the 13th. And the answer is no, it doesn't, in fact. In fact, what the 9th to the 13th covers is the pay... It, it, what happens is if the pay period starts on the 11th and runs through the 24th, that's the that's the pay period that's being used. And the difference between March 11th and March 24th is night and day, right? So, so there you're going to see lots of job loss in those places. Again, in that jobs report, 411,000 jobs lost in the restaurant sector, leisure and hospitality overall, down 470. 475 let me uh, and and as you look at their as you look at the data it, it okay that's 647 in the service sector remember in this serve in this in this particular recession that we're going to experience this is a service sector recession it's um, first and manufacturing recession second it is okay the manufacturing sector we've talked about, because that was what we saw when we were thinking about China. We were thinking about the impact on the manufacturing sector because of supply chain disruptions. We didn't spend enough time. I didn't spend enough time thinking about what's the what's the disruption look like in the service sector. There was a wonderful article that if you follow our Twitter feed at Pound KBRS, you would have seen a few days ago. I'll try to dig it up and retweet it at the break. That was about HEB, which is a... So, uh, 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 an old Southwest, a Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma uh, grocery store chain. They had experienced supply chain losses for products that they sold in their stores 
during the MERS crisis, uh, 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 excuse me, bird flu, uh, bird influenza, back in 2009. And they actually had, had tabletopped a strategy to think about how they would react. Their suppliers were talking to them in January to say, you got to get ready because this thing's going to disrupt you in quite, in quite a significant way. And they did, and they've been prepared for this in a way a lot of other businesses haven't. And they're a service sector business. So we didn't spend enough time really thinking about the service sector. But again, if you look at, if you look at leisure hospitality, 459,000 jobs less, lost, the confidence intervals in those are between 513 and 404 in a normal month. They're not getting as many responses on the survey as they normally do. When we put out our survey, we had the lowest number of responses to our survey in the quarterly business report that we have had in, ever, really. We, only, we, we had a less than 50% response rate. It's the first time we've ever had that. We hope, it, we hope and pray that we will get those people responding again. But it just didn't work out this, this particular time. And if you look, but if you look there at 459, that interval is between, again, 404 and 5. It's about 100,000 range in that 90% confidence interval. In all of the other ones, you would have to say, like, for let me look at manufacturing, down 18,000, but the 90% confidence interval is between a plus 1,000 and a minus 37. So you have to take these numbers with a bit of grain of salt. And then add to it the fact that we're not getting enough survey responses to actually answer the numbers. Education and health services was actually down, a little bit of a surprise, but I think that's because, I think that's the education sector, because schools were sending people home, not just the students, but they were sending, you know, we don't have, my university, which hasn't been open, actually hasn't had students on campus since the uh, first Friday of March, our you know, our people that work in in uh, our student union who serve food in the various uh, uh, restaurants that are there for that students want to dine in, they haven't been at work for a month. Okay? They haven't been there for a month. Um, so that's not, that's not, so those folks are gone. All of the numbers in this month are, are, are being disrupted because, frankly, this is the first major pandemic that has ever had that has ever been measured by the employment and unemployment statistics that we have. They're inventing the playbook as they go along here. So it is tempting for us to make statements about how big the how big these changes are. And I'm going to play some clips for you after the break uh, from a number of economists that have looked at this question. Uh, and and tried to figure out what ac where actually are we going to, but let me put the let me put it to you uh, like this most bluntly: seven hundred one thousand probably is an underestimate, but probably not as big as an underestimate as the four point four percent stated unemployment rate. The true unemployment rate for March at the with, that incorporates that week was probably more like five and a half percent. By the time you get through the additional 10 million unemployment insurance claims that we got in the last two weeks, all of those people would not, some of those people would have been laid off before the, before on the week that incorporated March 12th, but most of them were not. I think it's fair to say to right at this moment, we probably have a double digit unemployment rate. You can't take the 3.3 two weeks ago, the 6.6 .6 that was announced uh, last Thursday. And add them to the 7 million that were unemployed according to this report. And not come up with a number that's probably, it's probably 13 to 14 million. And remember, some people will actually step out of the labor force. The labor force participation rate dropped by more than a full percent. Meaning that people said, I'm not working. I'm not looking for work. Maybe I'm not getting a check from the boss right now, so you can't count me as employed. But I know I'm going back to that job when, 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 I, when we get the all clear. So they simply stepped out of the labor force for a few weeks or maybe even a couple months. And they're going to live off their savings. They're, gonna, they're, they're living off the paycheck of the spouse that's still working or 
or significant other that's still working, somebody else in the household, maybe a child, and they're going to they're gonna be all right. Maybe they don't qualify for unemployment insurance. But I think you'd be hard-pressed to say that the, the unemployment rate at the end of the month versus the middle of the month, which is where we measure those rates, isn't probably in the neighborhood of 10%. And when we get the number for April, the question is really, what's the number we're actually going to receive? I think it'll be significantly larger. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Do you have insurance on your savings, just like you have it on your home and your car? Online Trading Academy teaches you the skills to protect your nest egg. In our free investing class, you will learn strategies to use your money to make money, create income, and to protect what is yours. Attend a free investing class near you. Call now, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Again, that's learnwithota.com. More and more these days, it feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity sports have to inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Minnesota high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real, honest-to-goodness sport played for all the right reasons, you'll find it at your hometown high school, High School Sports. Games are being played this weekend at a Minnesota high school near you. Okay, everybody, who's in? This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. She can help you navigate rush hour traffic, even update your shopping list. But most impressive of all, she knows where to find straightforward conversations on investing. Just ask Alexa to play Business Radio 1440. Twin Cities Business Radio. I see the Steely Dan memo made it. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. So odd not to have to talk into a microphone. We'll have to we'll have to work on this. 651-289-4477, the number to call. Follow us on Twitter at using the hashtag pound KBRS. Pound KBRS. Thank you for listening. We've just made poor Wyatt's life a living you know what. <laughs> Over the last two weeks, the poor man. Um, and, and, and this, this, this felt, you know, we were, we were commiserating, uh, before show that, uh, that we expected, uh, uh, we we're, we're commiserating before the show that we don't think the baseball season is going to be played at all. And, 
that saddens me deeply because uh, this would have been the weekend where I would have probably flipped on my MLB Network League Pass and, uh, and or MLB uh, League Pass and just watched baseball in all its glory for about seven or eight hours. Uh, because it's that weekend before you have to actually start thinking about, gosh, I better make sure that the grass is ready because uh, weeds are coming. Anyway, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions or comments. There was lots of stuff I wanted to talk about today, but uh, given that we kind of had to scratch that first hour, we'll just want to focus in on this jobs report. I mean, and, and this is really the, the, the key question. How bad is this going to get? Right? And when do we come out of it? And and I, I will talk in the last segment about about the stop and restart of the economy and 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 concerns about that 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 people are having, which I think are are absolutely one hundred percent legitimate um, and worth talk and, and worth discussing. But I want to get to the, these unemployment pieces first. Uh, if you if you if you're an economist who listens to uh, Bloomberg Radio, which plays here at KYCR, this is fourteen forty uh, during the week. Um, you, you know there are there are times where people will be talking, and you almost want to stop the car and say, "Oh, that's so perfect. That's just so perfect." Here's one of those moments for me. Uh, yesterday, the uh, Bloomberg uh, economics editor uh, Carl Riccadonna was was on uh, on on the station here yesterday, and. I want you to listen to this because if you want to think about how an economist thinks about about measuring the impact on unemployment, the measurement on GDP, I want you to listen to these two clips. Let's play the first clap clip. This is yesterday, Carl Riccadonna, after the announcement of the jobs report. Uh, the, the jobs data were actually considerably worse than uh, most uh, analysts were expecting. And the, and the reason that occurred, uh, there's a bit of a timing issue where the job survey is conducted in the very early part of the month, basically for workers whose pay period included the 12th of the month. Uh, most of the lockdown of the economy and the layoffs and the surge in jobless claims actually occurred after the survey period for March closed. So as bad as March was uh, for the jobs report, uh, I think most investors and analysts are looking beyond that because they know that April is going to be magnitudes worse. Uh, In fact, you can roughly take that March number, which was very, very bad, uh, multiply it by 30, uh, and that gives you a rough estimate for how things should look in April. So my team, the preliminary estimate, the multiply by 30 part is the one place where it's like, what? Wait, what? Okay, so if you multiply the number, okay, so if you took 400,000 jobs lost, in, let's say 450 in leisure and hospitality, then you multiply it out by 30. Okay, if you multiply it 30, you're going to get a number that is over 13 million jobs. Hold on now. I don't think that number's right. Okay, were there job losses elsewhere in the economy? Absolutely, there were. There were job losses in the retail sector, too, and those those will be significant. But 30 felt like it was a little high. Continue. Well, what we're looking for is a a pretty sharp contraction uh, in the uh, second quarter. So first of all, again, this is March data we saw in the jobs report today. Uh, So if we look at just the total number of hours worked, Uh, in the economy in the first quarter. That gives us some rough guidelines for GDP. Uh, And the point here is that uh, things collapsed in the economy late enough in the quarter uh, that actually first quarter GDP uh, won't look that bad. In fact, we could still get a positive print. Uh, It looks like about 0.5% growth in the economy in the first quarter. And, of course, January and February were decent. They were on track for about 2% growth so it really was concentrated in March. Uh, as we look at this labor dislocation, uh, that gives us some clues as to how bad the pain will be in the second quarter. My team is looking for a 9% contraction. Uh, that could be as bad as about 14%. And the way we can kind of get to those numbers, uh, we can model out what's happening with jobless claims, what that implies for the unemployment rate, uh, and basically, you get a one-to-two relationship in the economy empirically uh, from something called Oaken's Law, which is more Oaken's rule of thumb. Uh, but basically, a 1% move in unemployment gives you a 2% change in GDP. Uh, and so if we're looking at an unemployment rate going from 
let's say, 4% to about 15%, uh, then you should see uh, probably about a 20% contraction in GDP. So again, this is macroeconomics, so there's a lot of room for rounding errors, and Oaken's Law isn't particularly great during shocks and economic crises but it does give you some scale uh, toward the magnitude of contraction uh, we'll be looking at in the second quarter, and it looks to be something that's going to be in double digits. Okay, so that's a, that, I, think that was the, I think that was the second clip, if I, if I remember right, Wyatt, um, and that's fine. Um, we got lots of things to play here. Um, if you listen closely then, and Oaken's Law was something I learned back when I was in when I was a college student, a 1% change in the unemployment rate should cause a decrease of 2% of GDP. Yeah, that works when you're talking about relatively small changes in unemployment. I don't think it works so well when you're trying to do this jump between 4% and 15%, if it goes to 15%. And understand what 15% means. 15% means that 22 million people are going to be unemployed as a result of, of this close down. Out of 100, it's that okay, 22 to 23 million because you got about 150 million. So I'm doing numbers roughly, right? 22 to 23 million people unemployed. We were at five and a half. We're now at 7.1. So that means that there's another 15 million to come. I'm not sure about that. Okay. I'm not sure about that, but I think I think that it's it's fairly large. Let me turn uh, to, to sort of contrast that. Also, also a little bit later in the morning yesterday, here on here on Business fourteen forty, you would have heard uh, Tom Gabriel. Uh, is he Tom Gimbrel? Uh, he is a um, he is a um, uh, and he is a works for a workforce services firm, uh, and he has his own take on this as well. Let's go ahead and play that, please. Well, I think it's going to get bad, but the numbers that the government reports aren't going to be that applicable because what you're going to see, if you see the jobless claims come in at such a high number, then the unemployment claims come in at under a million. Hard to believe I'm saying that's an optimistic thing. But then with the PPP program, you're going to see that uh, the unemployment claims go down because these people that file will be back on their employer's payroll for the companies that get that money, and then we'll see an, a higher unemployment number when traditional non-restaurant, non-hospitality companies have to let people go, and those people file. So I think the May and June numbers are going to be a lot different than, than what we're seeing, and it's really not an accurate read on what's going on. So... So it, this is this is an important point. Remember, we just went through and talked about the fact that the unemployment number includes measuring people in a somewhat different way, because you're asking them, are if if you are if you are not working because of coronavirus, you're being counted as unemployed. We want you to be counted as unemployed, regardless regardless of whether or not you're being paid by your employer. Okay, so employed but absent, we want you to be called on temporary layoff due to COVID. And the coders didn't, apparently didn't all, the interviewers didn't quite get that, get that measurement right. And BLS is questioning whether or not the 4.4% number is correct. Okay, but there's another aspect of this. What happens when you're a worker and you've got an unemployment insurance claim? And so you put that number in and then... A, a week or two or three weeks from now, your employer calls you and says, you're now back on the payroll because I got one of these these loans from the government, which is not going well. And if I had if I if I had the other hour of time, I was going to talk about how badly this is going. But I wanted to make sure we did the jobs report properly for because we this is the only week we ever do that. I can talk about PPP next week. We'll have more information. But setting those problems aside. When your business gets that gets that loan, they put you back onto the payroll. You're no longer unemployed. So in some sense, even though you're not going to be working, you're not going to be working because your business is closed. It's been interrupted by, by quarantines and shutdowns. You're going to be on a payroll, receiving a check, 
from a business to stay home, what's the unemployment rate? That's the question they're trying to deal with. And, and just as we're trying to work out all this other stuff of whether or not these payroll protection plans work, and how are we going to get the money to the businesses so they can put their workers back on the payroll? Just as, just like we're doing that, we're also having this question. We don't necessarily know how to measure the unemployment rate. What you heard in the Riccadonna piece, though, which is, I think, one way that I'm trying to get at this most closely is by looking at the number of hours worked. Because that is probably the best way to think about what's happening in the in to gdp okay i see that number i see them saying that they want to have a second quarter gdp number i've seen 30 percent gdp decline and to which to which my response is i guess that's possible because we're not going to be producing stuff guess what the productivity numbers for the second and third quarter are going to be awful because you're going to have people that are listed as on your payroll, but they're not working. They're home. We will have to pay no attention to those numbers too. But those people that have payrolls and are home are purchasing stuff. They're not going to save the money. They'll save some of it because they're uncertain about their futures. But they're not going to be sitting on cash altogether. Right. Even if you're not going to a restaurant, you're going to a grocery store and buying more food to cook at home. It has value. It doesn't have as much value as the food you eat at the restaurant. We know that because GDP measures restaurants, rest, measures restaurant uh, production, but doesn't measure household cooking production. I don't I I. I, I look at the twenty to thirty percent numbers, and I say those are those those are probably not very good. Uh, is there another? Let's let's take a break here because I've got a few more things to play. We're doing Job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. We'll be right back after this. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Check it out, Limu. <laughs> Got a brand new motorcycle jacket and matching leather pants. Now let's go for a ride and tell everyone that Liberty Mutual customizes their motorcycle insurance. So you only pay for what you need. Oh my gosh, this leather does not breathe well. You can't suffocate in leather, can you? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. My friends, Dennis Prager here, and they're at it again. The left is doing their best to silence ideas they don't like. On the college campus, in social media, and at your place of work, if you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the left will try to shut you down. I've experienced this, and you, your children, and your grandchildren will or already have. My friends, it is time to fight back and defend our values, and that is why I made the film No Safe Spaces. Hollywood doesn't want you to see this film, which is why, believe it or not, this is really amazing. You won't see it on Netflix or Amazon Prime. But now you can watch No Safe Spaces for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. It's time to fight back against the attack on free speech and protect our American values. In any event, it's just a great film. See No Safe Spaces starring Adam Carolla and me at nosafespaces.com. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Minnesota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. 
Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see our daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Glad you can make it. Glad we could make it. Glad anybody could make it. It's Jobs Saturday on the King Banyan Show, here on Business 1440. All right, King Banyan Show, we've got a few more minutes of this thing. If it kills us, it's not going to kill us. Don't worry. We'll be fine. Anyway, one, just trying to think about how much of an impact this is having. It's a huge impact. It is, it is appropriate, okay, I'm going to say. And I, 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 I credit, I credit uh, listening yesterday to the press conference from Governor Walls, um, who I thought might try to put some more measures in place uh, yesterday did not, and actually talked about the economic impact in his in his in his press conference. I actually thought I actually thought he had done a, a reasonably good job, and I know many of my listeners probably did not vote for the for, for the man, 
I think he's doing all right. Uh, I don't, there are things about him. There are things about him that I wouldn't wouldn't support. But on balance, uh, I think he's done he's done okay with this, and he does talk about about that that issue. Over the last week, for the state of Minnesota, the number of new cases seems to have flattened off. It seems to be from day to day in a range of forty to sixty new cases each day. That's good because what you want to have is the rate of change fall. And if you keep having the same numerator with a larger denominator, of course, the rate of change is falling. Um, so what we're seeing is is some improvements, it strikes me, in, in how this is all going. Can it go on for long? No, it can't. Because here's the, here's the point that I want to leave you with. We're going to have a major shock. And the major shock will cause some businesses to fail, regardless of how much, how many trillions of dollars Washington sends. Some businesses are going to fail. There's no question. Well, but what sustains an economy is this consistent pattern, this persistent pattern of specialization and trade. And when those systems can be kept in place, even if they're kept on artificial life support with cheap money from Washington, those can be turned back on fairly quickly. The real question is going to be what happens when, what happens if those are, you know, life support only works for a while. If you're kept in an artificial coma after a while, bringing you back out of that coma doesn't work so well. Okay, there's some loss of function that you don't get back. So we have to wonder and worry when we turn it back on. The economy can't function with people who are getting sick, okay? Right now, if you opened up a, the movie theaters, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to a baseball game at this moment, as much as I miss it. But at some point, those lines cross, and the question is always, where do they cross where the the marginal cost of keeping the, business, the economy shut down is greater than the benefit of additional, uh, of additional health in our economy. And the point being, there's a point where those cross and the cost keeps going up every, every day. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a better connection. Thank you for listening to King Banging Show on Business 1440. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com HR. That's BambooHR.com HR. Hi, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz here. I know the past few weeks have been incredibly difficult and disruptive. We're facing an unprecedented challenge in the COVID-19 virus. I want you to know that the state of Minnesota is putting every resource into this fight. We're being thoughtful and collaborative both inside and outside of government to keep Minnesotans safe. What I need from each of you is, is continue to do what you've been doing so well. Stay home when you can, especially when you're sick. Follow those rules, wash your hands, cover your cough, don't touch your face. They're not just things to repeat, they actually save lives. If you need more information, please go to the Minnesota Department of Health website and use the hashtag StayHomeMN. Minnesotans, we've been through challenging times before. This will press us, but we will get through it. We'll do it by the basic decency, about caring for our neighbors, and following the rules that keep us all safe. We'll get through this together, Minnesota, and come out stronger on the other side. Thanks for your cooperation. Hi, this is Lee and Matthew with The Kingdom Builders. We've just been reflecting recently on the unchanging nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've also been reflecting on the fact that we tend to make changes in our business every year. 
whether it's in equipment or whether it's personnel or even our understanding of how things work in our industry. We're constantly changing and hopefully getting better and better and better all the time. But it's so comforting when you're thinking about these things to remember that the Lord Jesus and his message, the gospel, and the result of believing in the gospel are unchanging. At the Kingdom Builders, we're constantly making changes to serve you better, but there's one thing that doesn't change, that we're centered on the foundation of the Lord Jesus. So if you'd like an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com.